Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is a new work week and a new practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. As you can see, the logo has been changed. It says to beat Purdue. Saturday, uh, late afternoon in the horseshoe, the Buckeyes get back at it. Uh, they'll find out on Tuesday night where exactly they'll be ranked heading into that matchup and if that matters for, as Tim calls them, the spoiler makers. That's Spencer Holbrook and Tim A. I am Austin Ward. A couple uh, news items to come out of Ohio State as they prepare for practice on Tuesday afternoon. Garrett Wilson is supposed to be part of that activity. Uh, that's pretty significant since he's one of the best wide receivers in America. And uh, even though Julian Fleming stepped up on the bench on Saturday at Nebraska and Jackson Smith and Jigba set a school record with 15 catches, yeah. still pretty big deal if you're going to have Garrett Wilson out there. Yeah, the offense can just get better. It, it's not going to get any worse having Garrett Wilson out there. <laughs> and so I, I think, you know, with the full offensive arsenal, I guess, so to speak, is you're, you're going to see a full-strength Ohio State. You're going to see them try to correct some of these issues. And I think uh, there's a big emphasis on making sure that everybody understands, you know, these aren't really issues. They're just little maybe tweaks that need to be made or, or little uh, changes that need to be made, but they're not overarching issues that are going to haunt the Buckeyes. I think these are just things that need cleaned up and things that are going to get cleaned up as they continue to get some reps in practice and maybe into this game against Purdue. Wouldn't it be cool if you could have plays in football, like five plays a game where you could you, you get to use three balls and throw them to whoever you want? I mean, I have three quarterbacks out there and with this fleet of receivers. Wouldn't that be cool to watch? Hmm. Like in the warm-ups when they're doing that, you know? But, uh, yeah, I, and, you know, uh, to me, it's stunning what Jackson Smith and Jigba did on Saturday. Clearly, some of that was to make up for Garrett Wilson not being there. I'm talking about some of the catches of the 15 he had, but uh, the others were like I like I asked Ryan Day today. I mean, uh, it's, you know, CJ Stroud's taking what they're giving him, and boy, when you've got a young quarterback who is that disciplined to do that, yeah, we can all shout about whether he should run more or not, uh, but. Man, this offense is really coming on, even though it's even though it's having its struggles right now, running the ball on a consistent basis. The passing game is uh, is on point, in my opinion, of taking what the defense gives you. And with Garrett Wilson back in the fold, that's going to be there's going to be a lot of uh, things to take. Austin, do you think there's another offense in the country that could you could take potentially their number one wide receiver off the field, still have 400 yards <laughs> passing? Like I, I don't understand how how that even works, but. Ohio State manages to do it. I, I mean, no. There is no other uh, roster anywhere that can match the firepower that Ohio State has at receiver. And it's you could have taken any one of those guys off. And guess what? You had the number one recruit in the 2020 class, the number one in the or 2019 class, Julian Fleming waiting to come in. Yeah. And you have Emeka Ibuka. And then the guy who's not the number one overall recruit uh, is simply the son of a Hall of Famer. And he's gaining uh, you know, some steam as well in Marvin Harrison Jr. So it's truly remarkable that you have that now um, 26 points and uh, eight field goals over the last two weeks that's frankly not the Ohio State standard so um, I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson automatically fixes that because some of those problems existed against Penn State as well some of those issues and as you alluded to earlier Spencer they're not fatal flaws for a team that has this much talent they've, they've gone through a little bit of a two-week rut and they've also played two of the more talented defenses 
uh, not just in the Big Ten, but anywhere that you're going to find. So mm -hmm. you, you sometimes have to work for it. And Ohio State saw some things that they will have to correct. And a lot, most of the conversation with Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson did revolve around C.J. Stroud's part in that and how the quarterback run game will or will not be a solution for the Buckeyes moving forward. And I think um, you, you brought it up, Tim. I think if I'm looking at it, my number one takeaway continues to be that Ryan Day's overall preference is not ever going to be dialing up designed running plays for guys like Dwayne Haskins or C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And even to some extent, Justin Fields, when there's not great depth behind him, we saw that in Justin's first season as the starting quarterback for Ohio State, even with someone with his athleticism, I understand that many people are simply saying, well, take three or four or five yards on a scramble if it's there for you. That was also addressed by Ryan Day. And the people that have the ex took exception to the quote that he is not a running back and yeah. that he makes a living with his arm, well, that's true because Ohio State would prefer to have their quarterback extending plays and continuing to look downfield to throw the football. It's more to me, Ohio State looking at what happened with C.J. Stroud and them going in on Sunday and having their film study, the decision making of where that football was going, whether that football should have maybe gone out of bounds or potentially sometimes taking three or four yards. It was a decision making issue in that game and not an unwillingness or uh, avoidance of rushing. Yeah. Ohio State, deep down, would, though, prefer to keep their quarterback healthy. Yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to write about a story this week, ladies and gentlemen, about the uh, running game, how they can sort of fix or retweak re uh, what's going on here because it has gotten kind of inconsistent. And I don't, you know, even though I say that, you know, if a quarterback runs the ball four or five times a game, it does change things for the defense. But, but C.J. Stroud is not going to be J.T. Barrett. I mean, uh, that's not happening. He's not going to be Justin Fields. Uh, but they need to tweak as some things are going on up front where, some, where the defenses, at least the last couple of defenses, have kind of caught up with, with the tricks that are being pulled up front. And uh, if Ohio State can fix some of those, maybe even just run straight ahead at some people instead of trying to get a little bit too uh, tricky up front, things can get fixed. But, uh, yeah, the number one job for a quarterback, and I, it's funny because I thought C.J. Stroud said it pretty perfectly, is to throw the ball. I mean, it's to be – the decision maker, but to throw. The I ball. had no issue with the way he no, said me it. Me neither. What he said, yeah. any up, any part of it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but I'm not going to tell anyone how to feel about it. Just know from being around C.J. Stroud for the last couple years and dealing with him, and maybe being annoyed about it, and or maybe joking. I, I took it more as a joke, but that was also accurate. Like trying to diffuse the situation a little bit. Well, it'd be kind of like Trayvon Henderson saying, "I'm not, you know, I'm." I'm I'm not here to throw the ball. I'm, yeah, he, I'm, I'm, we've I'm actually seen him throw it on the field, and that yeah. doesn't really work that yeah. well. It's exactly. like he's never done it well, before. that's the point. I mean, you know, everybody <laughs> has their assigned position, so yeah. to speak. And with this fleet of receivers, and this, um, and I, in my opinion, they have probably the best group of running backs in the Big Ten, in my opinion, as a collection. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want your quarterback out there running the ball just to prove himself to be a man. You want, you know, you want it to be – to be something that's almost impromptu that really comes at the right time, like with Dwayne Haskins at Maryland a couple of years ago when they really needed it. But you want him distributing the ball to these receivers, including Jeremy Ruckert, and, and taking this offense to the next level. But they definitely have got to fix some things in the red zone. They've got to look at that, that, that situation big time this week headed down the stretch. And everybody was talking about C.J. Stroud and whether he should run or not and the balance of the offense. And so I, I, 
I'll personally say it. I kind of got tired of hearing about it. So I asked Ryan Day straight up. I was like, do you use those screen, those smoke screens, those quick outs as an extension of the running game? And he said, absolutely, we do. And so when you look at the stat sheet and you see C.J. Stroud with 54 passes and then you see him with only, I think, two runs and then you've got you know all of these pass plays and 30 run plays, like this offense is, is moving the ball well. It, there's not, it's not a question of whether they can move the ball. It's whether they can score touchdowns. And I think that's the little bit of a wrinkle that C.J. Stroud can bring to this because he, I think he is more mobile than Dwayne Haskins was. He's not Justin Fields. Like we said, you, make, you bring up a good point by saying that he, he's not J.T. Barrett. But Ryan Day is also not Urban Meyer. And I think everybody's getting you know, trapped in this thinking that this offense is still the Urban Meyer style of offense. Like Ryan Day does not want his quarterback running, I think, by philosophy. And so when you, when you think about it that way, the quarterback can run the ball three or four times on just, you know, if he sees a lane. But he's also not going to tuck it and run just for the sake of tucking it and running to add another layer to this offense. It's just not really but, in but the it, cards. But here's where people are right. Occasionally a defense gives you eight or ten yards for the quarterback. Go get it. You know, go get free. Absolutely. Green. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that's what most – a lot of people, they're not verbalizing it that way, but that's what their meaning is sometimes – he, you know, he could go up there, you know, six or eight, ten yards and slide and everybody be happy and stuff. But, uh, but no, you want this guy upright, you know, as often as possible for the stretch run because I think he's an extraordinary passer uh, and he's only going to get better, you know, don't get muddled into this, uh, yeah, but he's got to run some uh, type thing. I think it's a, a counter argument to what you want to get done. I think, I mean, I would be lying if I, I said here that there are not times during games where you see – we're sitting in the press box and we see the space go open. You say, well, why yeah. didn't C.J. Stroud take it in this situation? Or why didn't Justin Fields take it? Or why didn't Dwayne Haskins? Well, probably because the same philosophy that Spencer mentioned does sink into the quarterback, where if you extend the play with your eyes down the field, a four or five yard gain to stay on schedule could have been a touchdown yes. if you throw it and keep your eyes down the field. And that's really the training, you know, look, they, they try to run a speed option sort of look on third down. And Kevin Wilson said, well, maybe could have done this and, and flipped it out and it would have worked. Well, Ohio State is simply not going to spend a lot of time yeah. training C.J. Stroud or Kyle McCord or, that. or yeah. you know Quinn Ewers or Jack Miller when he returns from suspension. They're not going to work on the speed option. They're not going to work on the zone read a lot with these guys because that's not the direction of the offense. But again, it's a decision-making situation. Sometimes there will be nothing coming free downfield and you don't force it, especially if it leads to a turnover. I wouldn't ever stand here and say that he made the correct decision on those two plays. Yeah. But I don't also don't fully buy into this argument that C.J. Stroud's legs are what caused the issues with the running game or that it could have made a big difference on Saturday. The thing that would have is just not turning the football over. Yeah. Like, I, like I've told you, I only, had, I only had a beef really with one play call in that whole game, and we talked about it on my podcast, was that – that pass play down, you know, when they had the ball and it looked like they were going to run out the clock, but they decided to go for a, a cheapie, really, to Chris Olave, except, you know, uh, Thayer Munford and Nicholas Petit Freer had a bad day. I had a bad play on, a, on, on that day, and then C.J. Stroud gets stripped of the ball, but Luke Whipler falls on it. But, the, you know, you never want to take the aggressiveness, aggressiveness out of Ryan Day being able to make a play call like that and, and definitely playing off the strength, which for C.J. Stroud is hitting guys wide open guys with a and, football. And I think that's that's, that's the point I, simple, that's the point I'm that's getting to is. is if the option is between the four or five run keep, 
the Ryan Day's aggressiveness trickles down to the way he teaches his quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And he would rather take those shots down the field, and they're not always going to connect. Uh, and he came in. He joked about it when he came into the you know team room in the Woody on Tuesday. Ah, I thought you guys were going to ask why we throw so often down the field. This is an aggressive football team, and for better or worse. They don't always. Think, they don't really want four or five think, yards yeah. if something else is on the I table. Think we all get it, you know what I mean. But there, there just come moments in moments in games where fans and you know they, they're fans, and, and even the media we latch on to a play or two, and you go, man, if that had happened, just think how bad they would have won. Well, right. you know, there's no guarantee on any of that stuff like, like you and I talked about. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It's, Let, you, what you want is you want C.J. Stroud these last three games and then heading into the playoffs, which I think they're going to get to. You want him playing his game. I mean, by playing his game, meaning playing like a quarterback, taking what the play, taking what the defense gives you, but primarily take what they give you in the passing game, because that's what separates this team from the other teams that they could be playing in the postseason. Yeah, and I I think I agree. And then Austin, the point that you brought up about the aggressiveness, like Ryan Day and and Kevin Wilson are two of the most aggressive people in this business. You will not see many guys. You know, trust the quarterback to take a deep shot on a double move up six in the yeah. fourth quarter with two two and a half minutes to go. But that's what the, exactly what they did, and they got the exact look they wanted. And they didn't feel bad about it. They didn't know, and they're not going to second guess it. And I'll bet you right now, if they were on this exact field with two and a half minutes to go up six against the first team Ohio State defense, and they got that look again, they would probably run the same play because they think that the offensive line is going to block it better nine times out of ten. Yeah. And so. If you're wanting to see them, run, that if, if you're gonna, if you want to see them, you know, get conservative in the fourth quarter to run out clock, like watch another team because it's not what these guys are gonna do. And like you said, that trickles down to C.J. Stroud. That tickle, trickles down to the offensive line. Like if there's a chance to be aggressive rather than pick up that four yards, if Ryan Day is gonna call it to not be conservative, why would C.J. Stroud run the play to be conservative? And so I think it there's a little bit of give and take there. But this team is going to continue to be aggressive, and that's what's gotten them this far, and I think it's what's going to fuel them if they get to the college football playoff. Yeah, we've seen that show up in the big stage um, in college football playoff games. Yeah, we are. Oh, one quickie. Is there a cooler guy that, that's speaking to Noah Ruggles, just low-key, just <laughs> and what that guy has meant to this football team, especially the last two weeks? I mean, you got to give kudos to that young man, the transfer from North Carolina who's kicked eight field goals in the last two weeks to a – as you and I talked about on my podcast, you know, every two field goals is a touchdown. <laughs> you know, so don't forget that aspect either. But it was real cool having him in uh, to talk to again today. But I, when we first talked to him, for, oh, I, is it I'm like, the cards on the table. Self-admittance. <laughs> I thought it was a little more cocky than it was, really? you know, confident. And I, I was cool. like, ah, I don't, I don't understand. I think he's cool. I mean, I, I don't. Think, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really. Think he's a wallflower. But I, at first, I was like, I don't really understand, you know, this attitude that that he's he brings. But he's now, a surfer. But yeah, now surfer. <laughs> you see it in action. You see him, you know, just go out there in the fourth quarter and hit these forty-six yard and with the wind. I'll call it a bomb. Like he, the, it was that, a bomb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that thing was good from sixty-two. That was a huge kick. And so, like, when you see him do that and then you talk to him now, you kind of get a better understanding of exactly who he is. So, you know, there's times where people don't even know that I was wrong, but I admit that I was wrong. This is one of them. You plus, got he, plus, he knows where Nazare uh, 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 Portugal is. I mean, that's... Which know, is the most a, important part of being a well, high-state no, kicker. Think this guy's, you know, these guys are well-rounded, a lot of these guys. That's what I like about them. <laughs> I like Spencer just laying it all out there. He keeps nothing hidden on the practice report, which, as always, is brought to you by Buyers Auto. Saturday afternoon, we got full coverage all week long leading up to that. Purdue coming into the horseshoe. Another huge Big Ten game in the March Madness style bracket 
that these Buckeyes are in as they chase another Big Ten title and try and get back to the college football playoff. Uh, you can subscribe to all of our coverage at Letterman Rose, part of the On3 network right now for $10 for an entire year. It is a fantastic deal, and you can continue to watch us right here on our YouTube channel at Letterman Rose. That's Spencer Holbrook and Tim May. I am Austin Ward. We'll be back on Wednesday night in the Woody for another practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. We'll see you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.